Welcome to the dark forest. Jack and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the dark forest. Here I am in my, my living room with one of easily the the oldest. This just sounds dumb. The oldest guy that I know in the world in comedy. Um, that just sounds. I'll, fix, does, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> I'll fix it later. Don't Steve fix anything. No, there's no fixing po- podcasting. Podcasting is made just so that there's no fixing. So, uh, oh, you know the websites: JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. Today, uh, a day that will uh, be far from when this is released. I shipped out all of the new hooded sweatshirts that I pre-ordered and everybody got. And um, my math skills are actually better than I thought. I thought everybody owed me $5. Uh, it turns out nobody owes me $5. You can send me three if you want. Anyway, uh, really? Three bucks? Yeah, let's do that. Let's nickel and dime the world to death. So uh, speaking of $3, if you want a Dork Forest magnet, uh, send me $2, and I'll send that off to you. Unless you live in another country, then send me three. This is a great story. I'm thinking of uh, turning it into a sitcom. Fuck. Here we go. Uh, the, in other news, uh, the people who fixed the, the Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and then uh, Vilmos, is, he works on the website. That's lovely. And Mike Rickberg sang that song you just heard. He's going to sing again at the end. And sitting across from me, Steve Marmel, uh, stand-up comic, uh, producer, uh, funny guy. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the program. <laughs> Thanks. There I've been uh, threatening to do this forever. Uh, there was that I one. Know. There was that one misfire. I was like, oh shit, it's today. Right. And I didn't send out an, uh, a reminder email, which I always do. Right. And uh, and so I think I said something on Twitter, and you were like. Wait, oh, no, not today? Yeah. It's today? I, I'm sorry, I have some sort of family obligation. Yeah, I had completely, yeah. completely forgotten, um, but that's that's all right. We're here. And we're here now, yeah, and well, you're wearing a, a Green Bay Packer jersey, I, just in case they need to put you in. Yeah, exactly, it'll be me, uh, rather this than the uh, than the Favre jersey and the, and the and the Crocs. Now, do you do you have a Favre jersey? <laughs> I had a Favre jersey. Oh, you had it? Had it. What 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 happened when, when, uh, he, when he went off the deep end or when he was revealed to be... Oh, no. No, when he was doing that, like, well, first of all, he had, like, two or three different good bri proms with the Packers. Where right. It's like, I might quit. I'm so hot. <laughs> and then and then he was like, you know, and it's like, I really at that time started getting annoyed with his behavior because, he's, yeah. you know, I'm the all-American good guy. And it's like, you know, we all had man crushes on him from, sure. s- from something about Mary. And then <laughs> and then he just turned it into this attention-grabbing douche that right. took Prilosec. I think it was Prilosec. What's Prilosec? I, I think it was. It's like one of those stomach pills. Oh, okay. It, it was like that and Wranglers. Those are the only two ads that the guy did. <laughs> but after the first time, I'm like, all right, maybe he doesn't want to, you know, retire. And after the second time, it was just annoying. And there was that one game. Uh, it was that where Rogers was playing, and he was still playing footsie. And it oh. was family day. And he didn't play, but he showed up and he sat in the VIP box. So everybody booed Rogers, and everybody's <gasps> like, "We want Brett," and I'm like. Dick no, no. Bag. Oh, oh yeah, that's I don't I don't. Granted, I don't know anything about it. Uh, the fair. If uh, in in the world of football, if I cared, that'd be the team I'd care about. And I know more about it than any other team in the world just by osmosis. Yeah. Just because everyone around me is like, do you hear what happened? I was like, no. Is it is something happening? And then uh, I know things. And, right. Uh, but and and it's a fun. It's it is the best game that I'll watch as far as sports go. Right. And because it, it's it's pretty fun. Do you watch all of the sports? I, I watch. No, I like. Um I like football. 
That's it. Uh, I not baseball or basketball. Not, or? not really baseball. Not really basketball. Okay. I got into the Stanley Cups. Uh, Stanley Cup. See that that lets you know exactly <laughs> how much hockey I know. I got into the Stanley Cup because everybody was into the Stanley Cup, and I like watching hockey on TV. Okay. But I don't follow the sports where it's like there's four games in a week. Oh, right. Because I got shit to do. Right, right. You know, and it's like I don't do the fantasy. I can't tell you every player on the Packers. Oh, okay. Um, I don't have a fat head on my wall. Okay. Um, I just like the game. And you I, just, okay, and, and you just and it's nice to have a team. It is nice right. to have a team. It's fun to have. And, uh, and and I've talked about it before on the show. Erin Foley was on. She had a dream sequence. Because she loves the New York Giants, okay, and she has a dream sequence where uh, there's there's certain things that she has created in her mind where. You know, when you play imagination with yourself. Right. You know, um, Al Jackson was talking about how he gets to hang out with the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, Dennis Blair was telling me that if, if he got to meet Hitler, he wouldn't want to be the guy to initiate contact with Hitler. He'd like someone else to talk to him for a second, and then he'd just swoop in at the end in the bunker going, it's not working out, right? You realize that. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's the weirdest conversation ever. If you got to meet Hitler, wouldn't you meet him in, like, 32 and then, like, slit his throat or something? I mean, you yeah. wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't meet him in the bunker. No, you you don't want to get him at the end. You want to get him at the beginning of right. the mistakes. Right, right. You want to sort of stop the the keep, madness. Keep painting. My right. tip to you is keep painting. Right. I, I I like Indiana Jones, but that's it's not worth. Uh, I don't know what was it. Forty million people died in that war. Yeah. Anyway, so. But the point being is Aaron Foley was would be in a Jets outfit, like uh-huh. fully kitted out on the side, eating a buttered roll because that's her favorite thing in the world to eat. <laughs> and then she's put in the game, and then she wins the game. So one of the Manning brothers passes or something, and she wins. Okay. And then Halle Berry comes out of a tunnel, and they get to date or something. And, <laughs> and uh, she is she's a gay lady. And uh, but the thing is, is so. But think about and and we're going to talk about other things besides. Yeah. But you're wearing the jersey, so that's yeah. the first thing that comes. Well, we out, have right? Wisconsin in common. We have Wisconsin in I, common. Uh, I started doing stand-up comedy. Uh, we started. You had been doing it a little bit before, yeah. but we, we we were at that crazy place in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, where Bill Kinison was running a, a room, and Sam Kinison would drop in once a month. Right when, right before he blew up, and then right after he blew up, and then everybody, you know, it, it, when thirty years later, you realize. Oh my God! The comics that he brought in had only been doing stand-up for like two and a half years because right. they were willing to work for airfare and two hundred dollars during the boom. <laughs> you know, everybody's like, "Nineteen eighty-four. You started in eighty-four. That's when the golden years." And I was like, "Where was that? Yeah. Did you remember that?" And where's my gold? There was no gold. No. I don't. Ha- I don't have a cougarand. I don't have a doubloon. I made more money being student body president at the University of Wisconsin Madison than I made doing stand-up <laughs> at, uh, in Wisconsin. And that was just all grift, right? That was just all oh, kickbacks. Com- Complete. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I had the whole student senate. Everything was voted on. Everything was passed. Everything was legal. It was complete bullshit, but at no point was there uh, graft or corruption. It was just um, wrong. Oh, okay. Okay. It was wrong. It's like, those are my douche years. I remember one of my brothers telling me that when he was student council president in, uh, in, in high school, he made the Jostens ring guys, uh-huh. give him $150 so that he could pitch Otherwise, he'd give it to the other to the other ring people. Oh, that's brilliant! Yeah, yeah, he was a douchebag of a sixteen-year-old. But that's smart. Well, that's what my father said. That's there's. I don't the think... school was less positive about it, <laughs> as you can well imagine. Yeah, 
And that man grew up to be Mitt Romney. And that man grew up to be an econ professor uh, at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. That's hilarious. And uh, and he has a giant bag of money. Anyway, and uh, he calls himself the hee-haw economist because he cares more about, like, rural Wisconsin farm economy than anything else. That's his go-to. That's what, what Hee-haw? Mm, well, he calls himself the hee-haw economist because it's all rural econ that he Oh, cares. so it's, it's a personal thing. It's not like if I went to hee-haw-economist.org. No. I would, Ooh, he should totally buy that. Yeah. And you know what? Between now and when this airs, you should go, you should have. I might want to that. talk to them. Yeah, there could just be a big donkey re- logo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hee haw! And then it's like, what's happening in Wausau? Yeah. And uh, or some other. Obscure... And the answer is always nothing. No, absolutely nothing. Yeah. You're Meanwhile, right. Meanwhile, Beloit, nothing. <laughs> Where there's a paper mill in something that's nothing. Close. <laughs> Close. Close. Bane got it. Nothing. <laughs> okay. So Marmel.com, M-A-R-M-E-L.com. Right. And at Marmel uh, on Twitter. That's Steve Marmel's uh, internet presence. Right. I, it's and, my little footprint. And and I always tell people that you invented the internet. No, I always tell people that you invented Fairly Odd Parents, but you just wrote on I it just forever. Wrote, I wrote on it. I was there. Uh, it was created by Butch Hartman. Um, okay. And there were nine little shorts. Okay. Nine Fairly Odd Parents shorts, uh, of which I came in and helped on, like, the back six. Okay, so early days. Yeah. You were in from the early days and, and, and on for a long time. Yeah, I did about 80 episodes of that, 40 of that, yeah. uh, of Danny Phantom, and then Disney went, you want to come over here? And I'm like, okay. All right. While at the same time doing some of the most vile stand-up comedy. Oh, really? Well, sure. I mean, it's like, you know the jokes I like. They're just like right. the mean they're, they're jokes. Right, they're dark. Yeah, the yeah. The mean, below-the-belt, horrible, horrible jokes. Uh, uh, and I, I remember s- when you sang a parody once. In 1984. Oh, God. <laughs> I have... But, hey, I used to do a great joke about how Batman and Robin might be gay. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but they have this pole, and they wear this outfit. So uh, back in, uh, I think it was 85, I used to do an amazing, it was a discourse on a lot, lot of... A lot of thing on Batman. In other words, we all wrote yeah. some crazy ass. Yeah, we. You know, it's like the we, the weird thing now. The weird thing now for me is it's like I I was a moderate. I was conservative for about twelve minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember that, but okay, yeah. yeah it's like right around right after nine eleven. I was like, there was oh, like that oh. Rudy, you and Kathy Griffin. Yeah, that Rudy Giuliani. I think reflex. of you and Kathy. Yeah, you and Kathy Griffin. I think of you guys a lot together. Yeah, really? Um, no, I don't. Uh, it's shudder. A- <laughs> um, and then and then like and then over time, I'm like, I really I hate all these policies, and like literally, my entire act became obsolete. Uh, overnight. Oh, right. Because I couldn't do it anymore. Oh, right. Right. You know, I was like, in 2004, I did three Lenos. Oh. And it was all that sort of like right-leaning comedy. And then mm-hmm. by 2006, I'm like, I don't really want to be that guy anymore. Right. But I couldn't really go up and like beat the melon up. Right. Oh, right. Because <laughs> it's like it wasn't. That's something else entirely. Yeah. 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 It was just, it was weird. And then luckily I was working and writing and I had other outlets, but I'm, it's like, you know, Are you the, getting back into it? I don't know. Nah, I don't know. It's hard because I am writing. I am working. Yeah. Um, and there was there's, there was a point where I'm like, okay, I can work all day and then go do stand up. Yep. And never see my family. Right. And never see my wife. Mm-hmm. Or or I could be like one of those douchebag golf dads who works all week mm-hmm. and then Saturday and Sunday I go play golf. And then 15 years later, I don't understand why I have no connection with anybody in my life. Right. So something had to go. Yeah. And it w- it ended up being stand-up. Right. Which, which is, is a, sad. Yeah, it's a bummer, and I miss it. And, yeah. You know, and th- there's always this thing in the back of 
my head like it's a muscle. Yeah, you know, I can I could do it again. You could do it, yeah. But it, it is something that you need to practice, and yeah. it's not you know you can't just go. Well, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go out on the road and headline again. It's like that. No, no. one deserves that. No. no one no one deserves sitting the milking the goodwill of the audience for 45 minutes while you relearn how to yeah. do it. And I don't want and and that's the thing. I don't want to do it and suck like. I, I'm enjoying right. Facebook posts. I'm enjoying <laughs> Twitter. It's like yeah. if I have something funny to say, I have an outlet for that. True. I, I, can, I have places I can write. I have, And I'm okay with that right, right now. You know what I mean? And when you have more time, if you do short sets and get back into it, right. it won't take that long. You know, it'll just right. It'll it's it is like riding a bike. It'll take a second. But yeah, I don't want to be that guy that was like, I, I stopped for ten years and I'm going to come back with the same shit, even though I don't believe it. Or right. So you know, it it is it's that's hard. why people do albums, so you never have to do those damn jokes again. But you're yeah. like, I'm still proud of those jokes, but I don't want to do like if I never tell the vagina T-shirt joke again. <laughs> it's a great closer. But uh, yeah. Now now imagine doing that and not believing the material anymore. Right. Which right. would be the worst thing in the world. Right. Because it was all political and right. it was all, yeah. I, you know, I've been reading, um, I have on my on my iPad, I've been just listening and re-listening to the same. I have Sarah Vowell's Assassination Vacation. And Assassination Vacation has actually led me into reading Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass did this amazing speech about 11 years after Lincoln was killed um, at a statue, the first memorial of Lincoln, which is a statue uh, east of the White House. And it's Lincoln standing there and a shirtless slave looking up at him. Oh, my God. And the Frederick Douglass speech is awesome because he refers to it as, as we stand in front of this interesting object. <laughs> and Frederick Douglass is the biggest snark in the world. And, yeah. But it's an amazing speech. It's an amazing speech because he knows Lincoln. Okay. And he's the only one yeah. probably since or before, or, you know, before or after who's ever talked about Lincoln like he was a person. He was like, you know, Lincoln didn't want to free the slaves. He, he uh, and 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 Serval says that uh, quotes it as uh, him saying that he was a he was the white man's president. You know that the black people are 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 at best his stepchildren, his adopted children. Okay. Because he sure. didn't want to free the slaves. He sort of. He just wanted to keep the the United States together. Right. And. I think that way about Barack Obama, you know, because I had such hopes and dreams for the guy. Right. But I also knew he's a politician. He wants to be president of the United States. Right. So that's his priority. Yeah, and nobody does that without any without ambition or goals. And right. And and knowing how to compromise and and once and like things like Gitmo, right. I'm like just fucking end it. And he's like. That actually, uh, I can't. I can't until uh, because because I, I'm using it as a tool to do this or what you know whatever he's doing. It's horrible to me. Yeah. But no, I, that's that. But that's the thing. It's like the difference between Republicans and Democrats and stuff like that is like Republicans will just. It doesn't matter what their people do. They yeah. will rally around them until and the, never resign. And and they never resign and they never let anything go. The Supreme Court can go. Yeah, abortion's legal, and they will keep fucking pecking at it. Every year until finally somebody goes, fine, it's illegal. Like right. they're 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 insane. There's there is <laughs> there doesn't a seem to be a, a there's an Asperger's an to it. Yeah, there's no off button. There's no. just an Asperger's. There is. It's just like no. We're it's just there's we're just going to keep doing this till it goes away. And Democrats will eat their own the minute it something seems fishy. Right. And that's and by the way, it's like that to me is what scares the hell out of me about ab- the election about this election because. Yeah. There's three or four Supreme Court justices that are probably going to go away yeah. after this one. And the 
and whoever is in that in that chair gets to pick. Right. And for me, that's more important than all of these other little things. And they're not little things. Like no. everybody has a concern, and I get it, but. But citizens, for you, it's the it's the Supreme Court and the future United of the fucked democracy for the rest of our lifetimes. What what did they do? That's where corporations <laughs> are people, my friend. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, I was like, I, I'm unfamiliar with the uh, with the author of that. Oh, but, but I do know. I knew. I know the cause. Well, the fact that that one guy, that one Vegas uh, 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 billionaire, can cut hundred oh, right. million dollar checks to Romney. Yeah. Without uh, without even thinking twice about or it. Or Scott Walker or any of those yeah, guys. It's yeah. Like, it's it's over. Yeah, you know, it's over. It's like yeah. there's going to be rioting in the streets, but there won't. What there'll be is a Twitter hashtag, and everybody will put a little ribbon on their uh, little picture, sure. and then it'll go away. I remember I was eight years old when my father was the first time he was proud of me is when I realized that one day the United States would no longer be a world power. He was like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> good night. And uh, <laughs> so he's, uh, yeah, but it's, I mean, there's, there's. You, you know, I'm a. You know, I love the United States. I love the idea of the United States right. more than anything else. And and the fact that we've had this this beautiful land to rape and loot and pillage and spread out on right. has made us into a world power. And and the idealism of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and and we've lived up to it more than any other. I think any other government since Athens. But it's there's no. It's very hard to sustain because people can be tool bags, and yeah. and they're just yeah. and there's yeah. seven billion of them, and if, even if it's only two percent of the people that are horrible people, two percent of seven billion people is a lot of people. Now. And if it's the two percent that have more money and more say than the other ninety eight percent, right? Uh, then we're fucked. Yes. Yes. It's A- brutal. Ashton Did Kutcher ever- has way too many Twitter followers. <laughs> For and- a, as does Kardashian. Yeah. And all of those all of those people. And do you, have you did you and I've talked about the Rangers of the Dark Forest know that I freaking love this comic book. It's Special Forces by Kyle Baker. Yes. It's that Asperger's one where <laughs> It's a great. He's just like, no, no, we're supposed to, we're supposed to bring that guy down, and she's like, are you kidding me? Everyone is dead. We're going to die, and and she's like, but I'm in it together because we're in this together, <sighs> and I just reread it because, um, because uh, I, I gave it to somebody, and before I gave it to him, I read it again, yeah, and uh, um, the, the collected Kyle Baker works, but um, the she was just it was where she came from. She was like, I guess I'll follow the Asperger's guy because the only thing I have in my life is the army, and it's 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 my only thing too. Yeah, I have um, I have a lot of friends that work for the military. I actually, you know, I I wouldn't say a lot, but I mean, it's like you get to a certain age, you don't have a lot of friends. You right. have a small. <laughs> oh, it's my phone. Oh, do you need to get that? No, no. What I like though is to turn it off. So tell the story because I'll listen and turn my goddamn phone. Off. <laughs> I swear. No, I have um. I have a, 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 I was saying it's like you get to an age where you have, you know, less friends than you did in college or high school. You know, you know, I didn't have any high school, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and and of those friends, the, you know, I have some who work for the military, and they're all in Colorado, and they're uh, they're they're all like they're good people. 
you know, they're fun people, but they work for the military and they have that mentality. And this is their life and their livelihood. And they're all sort of, it's, it's what drives them. Yeah. It's their day. It's their night. It's their income. It's their passion. Uh, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go and give and say, yeah. And do they vote uh, for like defense contract? I mean, do they vote according to the defense budget to I, some extent? I don't know, at least on the uh, the male side of my friends in the military, I don't know that there's a lot of Democrats and or liberals in the, in the, uh, in the category. Okay. Okay. And, um, you know, it's like, and, and. I, you know, it's like, I think it's the same reason comics go into comedy. It's like, I want to make fun of this. I think okay. people that go into the military in general, it's like, I... And they're enlisted. I mean, they're, they're people who went to whatever, Annapolis, or they enlisted, or whatever, Yeah, right? or there are contractors that have a specialty in defense or whatever. And it's like, they go into it, I think, for the same reason anybody goes into something, you know, for a passion. These, You know, they, they aren't, like, troops that signed up at 18 because it's okay. like, well, it's this or nothing, or... Right. Right. You know, I want to fight for my country at 18. It's people with a specialty that moved into the military. Okay. And, you know, that's somebody that, like, has a has a skill set, has a passion, which happens to be, you know, God and country. Right. And then puts it to work for it. Right. So if your passion is God and country, you're probably voting for Romney. And you're probably pushing that, that agenda. Um, unless your God is not his God. And, and your God is very bossy Magoo. And you're just, you're all worried about his God. Do you, well, oh, I, yeah, you mean Rob? Romney's God. Like, I, I, like I, I don't, like, I know people that are worried about his religion, and you're like, are you? What are you worried about? He's, he's just, he's just a guy. You yeah. know, I mean, it's, his religion is not any more important than anyone else's religion, and the people who say that their religion is the most important thing in the world are usually crazy people. Right. So, right. so I don't, like, I don't think, I think Mitt Romney is a lot like Obama in the fact that, Except for that he's he's on the right side of it in the fact and on the right wing side of it in the fact that he's like, No, I'll do whatever you want. I just want to be president. No, I just want to be president. Right. I'll do whatever you want. Well, I don't care about Romney's religion any more than I care about uh Obama's race. Right. And it's like it's it, it, and if you're using that you're if you're using either of that, you're a douche. Right. There's right. enough Information. There's plenty of information about what is going on in their brain box for you right. not to give a shit about their race and, and their what religion. they would do, what they would right. do to you as president in the second term, like, and what they're doing at, at, at <laughs> Sunday at 11 a.m. Yeah, whether or not they're singing or dancing or 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 you know not or allowing, riding their dancing pony, riding their dancing pony. They could be. Are they bronies? It'd be uh, awesome if they were bronies. I, I'm too old to be a brony. I really <laughs> want it. I, I like. I what? love the concept of. Bronies. Do you love the concept of I bronies? Love the, I love the idea that there's... Okay, a friend of mine had an auction. Um, Just so people know, bronies are, are young boys who are into My Little Pony. Yes. My, and by the way, the new My Little Pony, the one that right. Lauren Faust does, which is... <laughs> I love that you know who does it. I, Why wouldn't you? You're in the animation industry. I, I love her designs. I love... Uh, I, I, she has this little uh, thing on DC Nation called uh, Super BFFs, where uh, it's Supergirl, Wonder Girl, and Batgirl are just... Girls oh, hanging just out, hanging out. Just hanging out in their little shorts. And um, <laughs> it's real. It's it's just sort of like it's cute and it's funny. And anyway, there was this auction that they were uh, trying to raise money for uh, somebody that with cancer. And a couple of her drawings were in it. 
Okay, and then there was all this other shit, like mm-hmm. cool stuff, but you know, and the but Brony, nothing else you were into. Uh, no, I, I actually got a really cool little Donald Duck drawing, which oh, okay. I liked. Um, but the the my, her shit, the My Little Pony stuff, raised like twenty thousand dollars from these bronies that were just like, I, I gotta you were have thirty two years old. Yeah, I gotta have me that Twilight Sparkle drawing. I just, <laughs> I just thought that was the most amazing thing. You know, Kevin Eastman uh, sold his uh, the first Ninja Turtle drawing because uh-huh. he was on the show, and I was like, so he said, yeah, it's going on sale. It's a, uh, it's six hundred thousand dollars. And I said, what thirty two year old billionaire will buy that? And he said, oh, he's out there. He, he's and perhaps mm-hmm. he's right. He is right. He yeah. sold it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kevin Eastman was awesome because he well, was like, you can put it on ice. You can do whatever you want with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle because, which is why I don't think he cared much about Kevin Bay, is the fact that it was a parody anyway, right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So he's like, how can you break that? You can't break the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. That's not that just, you know, you can you, put them out They, outer they space. tried with Biker Mice from Mars. They <laughs> really tried. They're like, we wish to sell out. How? How can we do this? And fair enough. But um, And it's good that he made that money because I, I was worried about him. Right. He is, it's sad when you got to live check to check like that. <laughs> Granted, it's one billion dollar check after another. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Have you met him? I, oh no, of course not. And oh. I'm teasing. It's like you know, it's like yeah, because yeah, all you really want when you're creative is that one good idea, like all the right. one good idea that makes you enough money that you can have all the other bad ideas or wallow in your own bad Wait, ideas. That's what he's been doing. He bought heavy metal. He bought the heavy metal magazine, and 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 then him and Peter Laird started that publishing company. They were like, mm-hmm. oh. Ninja Turtles wasn't a fluke. We know what we're doing. We're going to go out there and we're going to make more Cerebuses and uh, and everybody everybody's going to make a million dollars on their art. And with he lost Wrong. fourteen million dollars in four years. <laughs> <laughs> it's easily one of the greatest stories of oh we're, let's light a pile of money on fire with our good intentions. Right, money fight, <laughs> money fight. Uh. Ah, but but you know, I mean, now there's the internet. Now you can draw. And Kate Beaton, you know, you know, Harka Vagrant. Yes, yes, I do. Super fun, and and you you can get a following for no reason. You, I mean, and not no reason because she's super talented. Yeah. But but with you have six thousand people following you, and then all of a sudden you have six hundred thousand, and you don't know why. And you just need one thing. Like I like uh, the gutters. The gutters is that a web comic? It is a web comic. It is a uh, three times a week comic that uh, that just sort of digs into the uh, Marvel and DC universe. Oh, okay. And not just sometimes the stories and sometimes the business of it. Okay. Um, oh, sort of like PVP or um, yeah, like yeah, a little Penny bit. Arcade guys. Yeah, a little okay. bit like that. And of course, uh, of course, John Kovalik's Dork Tower. Of course, John Kovalik's Dork Tower. Plug John Kovalik. We went to college with John Kovalik. <laughs> You, you, but you hang out with them, and didn't you guys all go to a Packers? Yeah, game? we went to a Packers game went with, with KP Anderson. Yes, with <laughs> KP Anderson and uh, and Greg Fiddler and and the Fid. Yeah, um, yeah, because uh, KP and Fid are, are Minneapolis comics. That's where I know them. Yes, from. neither one, neither one of them have been on the podcast, but th- it'll all happen. All right, I got I got I got a, a list of the line as long as there will arm. be a, there will be there will be a comment about that. I love KP to death. Um, and, He's a uh, lead writer of the soup. Right? Yeah, the soup. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 Anything, honestly, if it's on Comcast and it's got a host and a green screen, chances are 
Oh, wait, because uh, he does all the soup spinoffs, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He's good at... He, he had a lady soup, didn't he? Yeah. And that was what it was, what it was called. It was called, it was called lady, lady Soup. I think it was like... <laughs> I don't know. Style! I have no idea what it is. <laughs> it was on the Style Network, but, I think, and it was a, with a woman. But this is... I mean, this is the cool... The, the one cool thing about getting older uh, as somebody who was doing comedy, and that's hard to say was, but it, it was, uh, is seeing your friends succeed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that... I mean, that is the... Probably my favorite part. Yeah. Um... And Which is great because the, it goes the other way too. I mean, we all know that guy that's yeah. like forty-five and just furious, furious that Drew Carey is huge and he knew him when. Yeah. And you're like, dude, you make fifty-five thousand dollars a year doing the road. You've already won. Yeah. Stop whining. Yeah. You know, it's, and you, write you, something. No responsibility. Uh, probably free meals on the boat. Uh, <laughs> right, because they're doing cruise ships. Yeah, it's like uh, I agree. It's like and of all. But it is very tempting to get mad right. about your career. But I'm sure, like, you know, Julia Roberts and Angelina Jolie are going, well, why, is, why, why did Natalie Portland get that? I could have. Fucking Lohan, why did she get that? You know? <laughs> exactly. When, well, I think she, Cause we she all know. probably her. blew somebody. Right, she's, she's working it. Had the button. She, <laughs> <laughs> so the gutters is good. I like the gutters. I just found a new one that I can't remember the name of. That's a great way to start a sentence. Anyway, um, so you, it looks like you read both DC and Marvel dipped, man, because you sent me the longest... <laughs> list of comic My books ever. List. Yeah. Have you been reading Daredevil since the 90s? I have uh yeah. I mean I I've I've loved I've loved that book since Miller was on it. Okay. Like I have two I have two stashes of books. I have every book I ever bought. And that's about fifty thousand comic books. Holy! By the way, uh, when I leave my house, the ADT is on. Okay. Uh, the alarm yes. is on. I would not we use have one as well. Yeah, I would not <laughs> use Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Foursquare, any of that shit if I didn't actually have an alarm right. that I could set. The minute I walked out the door. Thinking to yourself, someone gives a shit about my comic book collection. Well, or just someone's going to see my feed and go, he's out of the house. I don't oh, think right. they give a shit about the comic book collection oh, there you as go. much as it's it like. It could be anything. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah, we have it too. And it's, you know, I never wanted to get it. But it does actually. It's very. It's a kind of a relief to have it. And Andy bought it when he got laid off from THQ. Okay. And he was just And somebody was selling it door to door. And I come home and he goes. Yeah, I bought a, a, a ADT thing, and I said, "Wait, we don't have any money, and you bought a thirty-five dollar a month. Pay- what, 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 what's happening?" <laughs> and, uh, and so, but now, four years later or whatever, I'm like, "Oh, I'm in." Yeah, right. it's it just we we live in a weird. It's a marginal neighborhood, and I like the idea of at least someone showing up eventually, right, to stop the looting. <laughs> you know, not. <laughs> I just I don't begrudge people they're looting. Right. I just it would be nice if it would just stop eventually. And for me, it's like I I actually want to go on my stupid phone and find it now because there was this uh, there's this guy who did a multimedia presentation. Oh, a TED he, Talk. Yeah, I don't know if it's TED Talk, but he he created Kluschbag. Kluschbag. Now that's how I'll find it. C l u s h. Klush. Uh, it's clout. But with an oosh bag. <laughs> and uh, kloosh bag measures your uh, your douchiness on Twitter. Oh, okay. and really? So, yeah. It's great. It's great. You, so it analyzes your Twitter feed, essentially, yeah. and then just takes if, all the words out? And you're if you've like, got oh. too many retweets uh, without comment, if you swear too much. Okay. Um, How do you spell it? Uh, it's K-L-O-U-C-H-E-B-A-G. Oh, I'm uh, going. I'm okay. doing it. Tom Scott. 
It's- the guy's name is Tom Scott. He also did this amazing thing where he basically showed how people without privacy settings, if you really want to, you can ch- find a Flickr, follow their feed, get their phone number, and call them. <laughs> and he did it live in five minutes in front of an audience. It was both horrifying yeah, yeah. and amazing. Right, right. I mean, it's, yeah, I, you know, I, whenever, my biggest, my biggest problem right now is that people want to book me to do shows on Facebook. Okay. And I forget. How do you do a show on Facebook? No, no. Oh, you uh, mean, you mean like they, they, they book you, book you. want to book me, book me. Okay. And I'm like, I check my Facebook messages. I'm not saying that you can't get a hold of me on Facebook. Right. But you have to email me. Otherwise, it's never going to make it into my book. And then I, then I, like, I, I was supposed to do something this morning. And I was like, no, no, I didn't write it down. I'm doing other things today. And the guy goes, what, well, what is your real email? And I go back on the Facebook thread, and I'm like, oh, my God. And on everybody's Facebook, you can just go to the info page, right. and it says what your, what your email address right. is. Right, It's an, I am, a, you can reach me. It's an attainable it's goal. Not, and by the way, uh, yeah, if you have any Jackie kind of... Jackie at JackieCation.com, that is, that is no-brainer. Marmel at Marmel.com. It's like... It's, <laughs> yes. It's... <laughs> <There's... laughs> right. Oh, you read Invincible? I, I just, like Invincible. I love Invincible. It's uh, it looks so cartoony and yet it's dark. Yeah, it's that's I think that's the thing I really started to enjoy about it because it, it was at first you're like oh it's it's great he's like he's a kid and his dad's Superman and it just got darker and and continues right to like not be a shiny happy book right right and but sometimes like um I stopped reading the Cape. I never uh, read the Cape. The ca- I read Lock and Key, which is Joe Hill, which is Stephen okay. King's son. Right. Wrote lo- writes Lock and Key, and Lock and Key is dark but funny and interesting. The Cape is just depressing to me. The Cape is about uh, a guy who, when he was a little boy, had a blanket that could make him fly, and his mom threw it away or something, and he finds it again because um, she actually just hid it from because she thought it was too much power for a boy to have or some damn thing. Right. And then he takes that cape as a grown-up, sh- unshaven dirtbag of a dude. Uh, wears it and then kills everybody. And you're like, no, 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 no. I like my hero. I'm, I'm looking for a hero. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not looking for an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't mind if you're 51% good. Right. Just be good. Right. And that's why I had trouble with Irredeemable. Did you read Irredeemable? I did read Irredeemable. Irredeemable ends amazingly. Yeah. And uh, but I so I'm thinking of starting Incorruptible because somebody recommended Incorruptible. I liked I liked those books together. I thought okay. they were I thought they were really good. Complimentary? Yeah. Yeah. But you can but the other thing is you can read one without the other. Right. Except for the last the last book. The last arc? Yeah. Okay. Um I like do you read the boys? I don't. Oh, I love the boys. Okay. And that is, uh, that it's another one, you know, it's like another one of those anti-hero books. But Great. And but, who wrote that one? Oh, God. Uh, I think it's, I'll put it in the... I I'll put it in, I'm pretty sure it's Ellis. Oh, is it? It may be. I uh, read most things by, by Ellis. Now I got Warren Ellis I is, a, is an amazing... I'm going to check because I don't want to be... Uh, Wrong. ...that guy. Well, I'll put it in the notes. And they're probably yelling at it right now. <laughs> Rangers of the Dark Forest are going, yeah, it's Ellis. Don't worry about it. Keep going. No, it's Ennis. Oh, is it Ennis? That's Garth Ennis. Say. Yes. I like that book because it is uh, – God, imagine imagine these interviews before the iPhone where it's like, uh, Ellis Ennis, hang on a second. And you can actually check and, like, correct yourself so you right. don't leave going, Fuck. Right, you know, and mm-hmm. so which is good. Uh, but it's I like again. I like the I like the books that are a little dark. Yeah, I like the books that uh, that tweak uh, the superhero stuff. 
but then I also like the mainstream shit. Now, what tweaks you, you mean, like sort of the in, like image and boom, like like the indie, the indie, the more indie, um, like you know, publishers like, or like Kickass, like, oh, like kick-ass. where it's like okay, okay uh, here's a kid that actually does this, and by the way, it will end up being violent and it will end poorly for him. In the right? Book. Why wouldn't it? Right? Because uh, he actually doesn't have any superpowers, and he doesn't have a billion dollars. He doesn't have a billion dollars, and he hasn't been trained from childhood like his like and, his friend. And even if he was, uh, just like Indiana Jones, bullet beat sword. <laughs> so it's true. It's uh, I see you got the Winter Soldier on here. Yes. Like I didn't. Like here, here's the thing. I've been reading comic books for about nine years, and prior to that, I uh, I read Spider Man when I was in junior high. That was it. Right. But they're sitting around this house, so. Uh, Ever since they've been sitting here on the house, I'm like, and comic books take 20 minutes to read. Right. So I'll read anything in front of me. You know, good thing uh, right. Anne Rind doesn't, uh, Anne Rand or whatever. <laughs> Anne Rand. Thank you. So I just started getting into it, and but I don't know the backstory. So whenever anything is inter- introduced, like I just saw The Incredible Hulk, the okay. movie. Uh, because I hadn't uh, seen it, and I have the other four on a rotation, desperately waiting for the Avengers to come out on DVD. Okay. And uh, so the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Okay, got it. And in the in the in the movie, one of the scientists, his brain starts throbbing, like there's some sort of CGI happening with, right. with a smaller character. And somebody just tweeted at me. They were like, "Do you think they're going to do an Incredible Hulk with the leader?" And I was like. Who's the leader? <laughs> and uh, he goes, it's, a, it's an Incredible Hulk supervillain. And uh, they allude to it in The Incredible Hulk. And I was like, no. But I love finding that stuff. Like right. at the end of The Avengers, when they they prophesize who the next bad guy is going to be. Right. Which I, I could spoil it, but nobody knows who the hell it is anyway. Oh, I know. It was like, Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Okay. there's At this point. I'm sorry. It's like if you haven't seen the movie. Right, the Avengers. And, and, and if you haven't seen the Avengers, which has made one point five billion dollars. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you can't you can't be like, no, nah, don't ruin it for me. Right. All right. It's it's been six weeks. Rosebud is a sled. Yeah. I'm sorry. Exactly. It's too late. <laughs> so but yes, you're right. It's like at the end of the movie, you know, there's the the purple guy and the purple guy with the chin business. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, is that a scroll? And Andy was like, Oh no. Thanos no, or whatever. Thanos. Thanos? It's yeah. like yeah, and like literally, I went to a screening with uh, you know half half nerds, half not, and like it, you know, it's not like hey, I found Thor's hammer. It's like who's this obscure Marvel villain? Right. You know, the, you know, a, on a rock in the middle of space. Right. Right, and. You know, you know, and, and getting mad at somebody for not knowing that is yeah. like that douchebag yeah, IT guy. Like, how do you not know that? OS ten. Oh, OS- <laughs> what is the problem with your knowledge of cables? Why don't you know that that's an XLR? And it, so, but it's it is it's more likely to be mad that Iron Man doesn't know what shawarma is. Right. That doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. I'm sorry. You're a billionaire. You travel. You've been to the Middle East, right? Yeah. I, to my knowledge, you were trapped in the Middle East for several seasons, weren't I you? I don't think they fed him. Right, they certainly didn't feed him shawarma. <laughs> it was more of a goat stew. It's, that was a that was a we need a funny word. <laughs> shawarma is good, but the thing is, is I've seen it four times in the right. theaters. Right, and uh, the last time Hot Springs, they only had it in 3D. Hot Springs, Arkansas. Okay. So uh, how was it in 3D? Because I didn't, I didn't they, see they it did, in 3D. They, they did a pretty nice job with it. It's it's unnecessary. Okay. It, but it's um, but they did do a, a good job with it. Like the things that were 3D. Right. Because they did it all in post too. They, they, they it wasn't shot. In 3D, so it was picking and choosing. Like, picking and, here's so, Scarlett Johansson's ass, right, coming right at you because <laughs> that's what you want. And what, those are good-looking people. Everybody looks good in a fit-forming uh, moment. Yeah. There's some sit-ups going on, and uh, and everybody's doing. And that's their job. 
It does seem to be their job. If, I, if I wanted to do that, sit-ups would be my job. Right. I would like to not lift you anything. You know, but some people don't have to. Like I got, like character actors who are comics. Right. 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 <laughs> Rick Overton doesn't have to do sit-ups. No, Why he do doesn't. I have to? And Patton, Patton Oswalt doesn't. No, mm-hmm. they just have to be funny. They just have to be funny. But uh, and, and it's it's more and more often that you have to actually be a super fox and funny. Like who who was oh god dang it I'm gonna forget her what? name and I don't have an iPhone but the uh, she was on uh, Colbert the other night and she's in a new movie oh was uh, Olivia Wilde yep Olivia okay. Wilde that's it exactly okay she was uh, she's super good looking yes and uh, hilarious okay she was hilarious on the Colbert Report and and it's funny because and granted Andy has all of the correct answers whenever this when we're watching uh, the hottest woman he's like well she's she's not classically good looking i think i think what you're liking about her is uh is that is is that she's really so she has a really good personality as well and i was like is that what it is do you think that she gets a lot of work cuz she has a really good personality and, uh, yeah i love a, him so much uh, he's just like well you know she's not she's pretty no i'm not saying she isn't pretty yeah what no you can okay it's, it's fine. okay let it go. She's an amazingly good-looking human being. Yes. As is the guy who plays Thor. Yes. But everybody is 12 now, right? I mean, so I am not – this is not a MILF. I am not a cougar. <laughs> I'm not I, – I don't have a lot of conversational techniques with, with a 23-year-old guy right. except for – yeah, did you did you graduate? I hope you graduated. Yeah, because you're gonna want to. I mean, I'm not saying it's really gonna be abuse, but it's nice to have the degree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, or at least the experience right. of college yeah. to talk about while you're not working. Right. You know, when you're get when you're getting and or serving a latte. It's like having it's like having a nice suit. That's what my father always said about uh, a law degree. He said it's like having a really nice suit. It's uh you know people people respect you a little bit if you look nice. Yeah, the suit doesn't usually cost one hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, or more, I guess. Yeah. It's, uh, and my father uh, has his GED. So there you go. Um, and he's fine. And No, he's good. He's good. It's all working out for him. Uh, I just found out. No, no, won't tell that story. That's going <laughs> to save that for the stage, people. Okay. Journey into mystery. Let's talk about Loki. Oh, my God. I love little Loki. <laughs> little Loki. The new Journey into mystery is the story of Loki, right? right. So it's the new Thor title. And... Um, because Loki was a bad guy. The bad guy. He was. It, I was so infuriated with how bad he was. Yeah. He drives me crazy because you're just like, why would you be that bad? Why would you be that bad? And it turns out he's uh, bad. Yeah. That's why he's bad. Yeah. It's but you get you, when you're doing a deity, you right. get to actually go. No, no. He's this is his thing. That that's his go-to. You know, I don't understand the um, the supervillain like I'm going to be evil. Right. You know, it's like I don't like I don't think the the Koch brothers wake up every every day going, and uh, now we will harm the planet. You know, it's how can I harvest some organs? Yeah, I don't think I I, I truly believe in their own again uh, Aspergery way. They think that they're doing good. They're not in any manner whatsoever. But I don't think they're waking up in a big iron suit in Latveria going, "I shall rule." Right. Right. Maybe I don't. Do know. not mock doom. But and uh, <laughs> but the uh, yeah the. I'll tell you this. My bro- one of, uh, a couple of my brothers are conservative. Um, one of them, he's just a bossy Magoo who believes that the Lord. Uh, right. Anyway, so but my brother Russ is a lovely man in many ways. Like he gives to the poor, and he's 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 very helpful in the community. And and he was talking to me. He said, you know, I I think about what's good for Russ. 
that's what I do in my life. What's good? What's the best thing for Russ and Russ's family? And then I think, what's good for society? And then the next thing I think is, what is Russ willing to give up for the good of society? <laughs> and I was like, well, at least you go to the third place. Yeah. And he's like, well, d- yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you have to do, right? Doesn't everybody think that way? No. And I was like, no. I think to some extent everybody thinks that way, but doesn't admit that they're thinking that they're doing the best thing for themselves. Right. And then the best thing. Oh, I see what you it's, mean. It's yeah, more, it's like there's it's an order. It's more melded. It's an it honest order. So, yeah. It's, he's honest about his order. Right. I'm going to be the biggest dick I can be, and then I'm going to figure out how, if I wasn't a dick, what I would have to give up. Uh, of of my dictus, and then decide whether it's worth it, and then decide, weigh it, whether and, it's worth it, whether or not that tiny child is worth it, and pr- <laughs> probably err on the side of being a dick. Right, right, and then sometimes err on the side, of, and many times err on the side of being a dick. You're just like, that actually isn't okay, but I appreciate the effort right. that you're making, and at least the honesty in it, and um. And so there's that. Yeah. The, the only problem is he has children. And the children mostly just see the dick. They don't right. see the follow-through. Are we going to go right into Sandusky from this uh, no. conversation? <laughs> no. How, how did you the go there? The children see the dick. Oh, the children like, see the dick. Oh, there you go. Dick <laughs> joke. Dick <laughs> joke. Dick mm-hmm. joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the, 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 one of the greatest things about the moral uh, turpitude of my family is that there's no uh, inappropriate sexual activity ever. Fantastic. Uh, which I That's good. more and more often am very appreciative of. Because <laughs> <laughs> really, it never really ends up well in your adult Right, right. Nobody's it always comes out have, weird. And and the people who I know have had those horrible things, yeah. they've never been able to let it go. Right. I can let go of the fact that I was taught to steal as a child because I right. can work through it. I don't think I could have. It's very hard to work through if you were abused as a child yeah. sexually. Yeah. It's yeah. We, That's an entirely it, it, different it all, thing. Like our idea of a bad childhood and perhaps somebody else's idea of a bad childhood yeah. are two wholly different things. Right. And it's like, yeah, the stuff that I whine about. Yeah. It, yeah. It's low on the dial. Right. And it doesn't mean that it isn't real and it doesn't didn't affect right. your life, but it doesn't it's like when Maria says, you know, I never uh, my friend Bamford, right? Uh she's like, yeah. uh I think about killing myself but never seriously. More along the lines of she won't give me the whole coke on the plane. And uh <laughs> and then and then there's turbulence and she's like, "Oh, I want to live." And so right. I mean it's I mean her the drama in her life is so the the spectrum is the tiniest yeah, it's not it's never it's never uh tibetan I mean, child labor well exactly i mean even the fact that we've got you know a big bowl of uh, cashews here it's I, like cashews are kind of glamorous and d- dark chocolate dark, dark chocolate. chocolate this is the the, <laughs> the fact is is we're so jaded about chocolate i'd like it a little bitter now yeah mm, no i don't want it sweet anymore can no, you put something don't. else in it can you put something <laughs> in it an antioxidant, if you could reinvent the... Oh, for God's sake. I know it. So... So Little Loki is Little awesome. Little Loki is... Yeah, cause, so that's the reboot. Yeah, and it's... Um, and I, I, I think As a child, as right? As a child, like 12 or 13, struggling with the fact that he's supposed to be evil and everybody right. knows he's evil, and he doesn't want to be evil. Right, he doesn't want to be evil, but he is meddlesome. Yes. But that's... It feels more like a 12 or 13-year-old meddlesome. And he's... And, and the great thing about the way that book is written, uh, and I think it's Karen Gillan. It is. Is Karen um, Is that it's like they it, they write him like a kid reveling in his mischief. Yes, and I love that. I mean, it's like, and it's just, 
It, He's just a really smart kid. Yeah. It feels like uh, Alfred Hitchcock and the Three Investigators. It's like a, it's Harry Potter. It's yeah. It's freaking. Yeah, and it's it, but you know, it's like, and I don't need that to be made into a movie. No. I don't. I don't need them to to fuck that story up. And it's no. like I am quite happy with, and I'm sure that book is reading like, one issue to next. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think for the first time, I, Matt Weinold's a friend of mine, and he's always wanted to get me into the Hulk and Stuart Lee. These okay. are two guys, comics, very funny guys. Right. Yeah, I've never cared about the Hulk, and uh, but I think Mark Ruffalo in that movie, yep, explains why the Hulk is fascinating, and Edward Norton. Yes. Edward Norton in the Incredible Hulk. You can see, oh, his life is falling apart. <laughs> he is the Hulk. Right. But he is obviously always angry. Right. And that, I think, is what is kind of the draw. And in the book, what's interesting is in the book, there mm-hmm. was this whole run of basically Hulk and Banner split. Oh, Hulk yeah. was just His Hulk. own guy? His own guy. And Banner, without the Hulk, was insane, mad, scientist, evil guy. Really, and that that run is great, and now they're follow, it's it's continuing from there, um, and it's just yeah, it's like when the Hulk is done well, yeah, like and by the way, that, that even goes back to like 1990, Peter David, where he's Mister Fix It in Vegas. It's like, and the the personalities merge. Bruce Banner's a um, no, the uh, the Gray Hulk. Which oh, the Gray Hulk, is, which is, is the original Hulk, right before the colorization they, of the before Hulk. Before they fixed the Hulk and realized right. they didn't want to get sued by Universal for Frankenstein, so they made him green. That's my hunch. <laughs> okay. Um, but the Gray Hulk comes back in the 90s as a mobster enforcer in Vegas, and it's like. There's just, you know, it again, tweaking it, right? Right. But this this new tweak is mm-hmm. great. It's just okay. a great run. That's that's awesome. And Peter David is an amazing writer. He yes. writes um, Daredevil, doesn't he? He or X Factor. Actually, he writes X Factor, but he is also in uh, sort of. I think he's the driving force behind Young Justice on uh, Cartoon Network. Oh, which, which I hear is amazing. Which I love. Which yeah, I love. We just got rid of Dish Network because. Okay. Um, we weren't watching television enough, in my opinion, and I already regret it. Because what if I want to watch uh, the Food Network? It's not streaming on Netflix. Right. And uh, I'm like, mm, fair enough. I guess I'll watch all of Avengers. I'm watching Avengers, uh, the Avengers cartoon. Right. Which is good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, though. If you watch that cartoon next to Young Justice, yeah. the, color, the color palettes yeah. and uh, the music yeah. and the, sty- the style of it, it it's so... It's so the difference between uh, Marvel and DC, and uh, I would even go, it's so the difference between... Because Young Justice is DC? Yeah, Young okay. Justice is DC, and it's just, it's muted, it's uh, it, the storyline, it's like... It's, oh, it's not quite so primary colors? It's, it's not, not primary colors, and it's like, and there's all subtext, and there's some soap opera, oh, okay. and there's some sinister in there. And I never really feel sinister in, uh, in the Marvel. Avengers cartoon. Yeah, you know, or... Okay, so oh, there is there's actual danger. Fit. Yeah, they're felt to be interesting. Yeah, and I think that's just. I also think that's the difference between Disney and Cartoon Network too, which is you can get away with um, stuff that would be a little bit scarier to that six year old who stumbles across the cartoon. Right. I remember being terrified by uh, an episode of Speed Racer when I was a kid. Which one? The one where um, he's dreaming and or she's dreaming. The, okay. The girlfriend and Trixie, um, Trixie dreams. <laughs> Right. Can't remember, and all I remember is Rex, man. Anyway, Racer X, and uh, so um, they fly over in her dream. They fly over something, and Speed has turned into an evil 
Speed. Okay. And so he has a devil face. Like, he's got his helmet on, and she's like, thank God I found you, Speed. And he turns around, and it's the devil. And I remember just, and that's the last time my uh, stepmother let me watch that joke. <laughs> I, I do not remember that one. I, was, I remember the train. I remember when he couldn't drive faster than 20 miles an hour without going into uh, spasms. Oh, really? Yeah. It, that We all had the same mm-hmm. cartoons running on our TVs. It was a, Yeah, yeah. And now there's too many to, to keep up. Yeah. Like, I want to watch Young Justice. I want to watch. There's a, a Justice League United. United? Yeah. The, that was um, supposed to be good. It's Oh, yeah. The, yeah yes. Um, those, are, those are really good. Like, the the Justice League cartoons I thought were really well written. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, a lot. Yeah. You know, are you yeah. watching Archer? No, uh, no. And, and Aisha's a friend of mine, and I keep... And it's on Netflix streaming. Oh, I you could must, watch it. You must watch Archer. She just got an award for it, a Critics' Choice Award. It's... it's Super well done? Find find the episode where he has breast cancer. Uh, <laughs> and let that... The hilarity of breast let, cancer. Let that be your first one. Okay. And you will go really? back and watch every episode. My 18-year-old niece, my okay. 17-year-old niece, she'll be 18 in October, um, and I watch this show... She goes, have you seen this one? And I watch it, and from the beginning to the end, it is, it's hilarious and violent and perfect. Okay. So, yeah, it's like, you, you, you will love Because I, I love Venture Brothers. Yes, I love Venture Brothers. Because, so, and, and, and I tend to measure everything on that, fr- from that If uh, you like stick. Venture Brothers, you will love Archer. Okay. It's it's it and it's on Netflix streaming, so there's no there's no reason not there's to. There's no reason not to. Yeah, I, yeah. I would even say stop watching Avengers. In fact, as soon as go. as soon as I leave, <laughs> as soon as I leave, find the breast cancer episode of Archer. Okay. It's uh you know what I'm doing tonight? I'm going to the live episode with Michelle um McNamara to talk true crime. Very nice. And uh and that's exciting. And what are you working on now? Uh I am about to start work on Family Guy. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's amazing. I am very excited. That's that it, is exciting. It's it, it is one of my favorite shows on television, and now I get to be involved in it. Which and, is, and and it is will be an outlet for the dark. Yes, yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> that is a super dark show. And uh, what would you recommend, like for for people if they wanted to start reading uh, comic books? Okay, and they like superheroes. Uh, or they like the Avengers series. Let's say that they like the Avengers series. What would you like? Trade trade books. Uh, trade books. I would. God, the Avengers series. Like right now, they're doing something called Avengers Assembled, yeah. which is uh, Bendis and um, uh, Bagley, and it's really sort of like the Avengers in the movie. Okay. Um, even though it's set in the, the Marvel universe, they came up with some. They're just sort of ignoring a lot of continuity and going, "This is the Avengers." Okay. That's a fun book. Um, okay. Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, which is also Bendis, is it? Not? Yeah, which is Bendis as well. But start from issue one. Okay. Um, those first, the first ones where they were sort of reimagining Spider-Man as a high school student. Right. Um, which is what this new movie sort of is. Right, um, and it's in the Ultimate Universe, it's so it's ultimate. in that parallel. It's, 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 they don't have to worry about their continuity there either. They're just okay. starting over. Okay. Um, and they're going to have to, if you're, if you're reading those books, you know that they're going to pretty much have to start over again. Um, <laughs> but those books were so great, because again, that was the, the, the 16-year-old kid that got some power and the joy in it, and, mm-hmm, and, then, mm-hmm. and then all the other repercussions that come along with it, right. I thought were really good. I don't understand why he doesn't have a better job than that photography job, if he's a, such a scientific genius. I would, I would imagine, well, in the book, he is now working in a think tank. There we go. Uh, which makes, because by the way, he's in his 20s now, 
and mm-hmm. he's a genius, so right. he should be. He should be. He should stop delivering pizzas. Yeah. And uh, he well, that that was such as you know sixties things like oh that old Parker Luck you know that that <laughs> crap. Um, but you know that doesn't really play anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I I'm trying to get excited about the new Spider Man movie. Okay. I really am, but I, it's like you know it's. Ten years ago, to me, isn't ten years ago to somebody in their 20s. Right. And it feels like you just did this movie. It's like right. the difference is he's got a hoodie, you know? Right. But oh, I'll still see it. Yeah. I'll still see it. Oh, I'll it. totally see it. But it was, you know, I'm actually, I wouldn't mind if they did like a, a Teen Titan Superboy movie, quite yes. honestly. That would be neat. Because those two new titles in the new 52 are the ones that I'm enjoying the most, I think. I like, yeah, I like Superboy. I like Titans. I like Morrison's. Action comics. Oh, the action well. comics. Yeah, it's. Really, I haven't. I Grant Morrison's writing. Yeah, that? It's okay. Really, it's it's like it, it. You either really like it or you really don't. I don't. I haven't started it. Um, I haven't, I haven't but that one. but that's like one of those books. It's like it's Wednesday. Like for me, that's that's yeah. one of those books. We go on Sundays so that so that uh, we can sort of miss the crowd and then uh, just do a lap. And how about Saga? Are you reading Saga? I am not reading Saga. Saga's a. Um, Oh god, dang it! It's uh, actually look it up because okay. uh, it's so great. It's I want to say it's Garth Ennis, but it's um, it, it's not Brubaker. It might be Mike Carey. Uh, it's a thousand different guys, <laughs> and uh, and it's only on issue four. So now is the time to get in. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, a story about okay. war. Okay, saga. I actually have to put the word comic book because uh, there's too many. Too many things named Saga. Yes. I, I th- This is the kind of thing I edit out. Because <laughs> I could give a Great. Uh, uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, it's Brian K. Vaughn yeah. of Why the Last Man yes. Guy which, and Ex Machina. Yes, which were Which, which were, were excellent. Great. Yeah, I'm more of a writer guy than an artist guy. I like, know it. I I, I want to be more into the artist just because I want to appreciate the art. Because right. I do appreciate the art. Oh, no, the art matters. Like, here's the thing. I, it's like good art with great – it's like I could take uh, great writing and mm-hmm. then the bar and the art I can deal with. Yeah. Okay, but if you've got bad writing, I don't care how good the art is. I don't care. Right. Um I, so, so for me, it's like it's, I'm always following the writer. Right. There's a great episode a couple episodes ago with Tom Frank where he has a sketchbook that he started for his daughter. Right. And he goes to drink and draw, which is a Thursday night thing here in Los Angeles at a bar where artists just hang out and draw and wander around and talk to each other. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and some of them are are pretty well known, and some of them are new, and you can everybody can just hang out. And if you Google "drink and draw uh, Los Angeles," you'll find out what bar it is. It's some Irish pub, and uh, but he's starting for his daughter a robot, evil robot, and and so he's taking it to comic cons and he's taking it to conventions and getting all these different guys to. And so he had a lot of great artists that I need to like. I would just wish I knew more. You yeah, know? like this Amanda Connor. I've heard that she's amazing. And, okay. um, I know the name from the cover of a book, but I can't remember which one. And that's it. Me neither. I can't even. But what I'll do is I'll link her because uh, she's supposed to be great. Right. And uh, But but like uh, Ogloff, uh, I've posted that Ogloff thing. Have you ever watched and read any of that? It's filthy. It's okay. A, it's, a, it's a sword and sorcery dick joke comic strip <laughs> by some woman. All right. And it's uh, hilarious and ridiculous. And um, yeah, so There's, we should all get more into artists. Yeah. Or, yeah. or not. Or not. I mean, that's the thing. Because the writing is amazing, and we're comics, and so right. the, write, the words, words always matter. Words matter. Yeah. Steve Marmel, thanks for being on well, the program. thanks for having me here. This was awesome. I had fun. Good, I had good. Fun. I, hope, uh, I hope you had a good time out there, and uh, listen up next time. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, bye. My hat, my hat, my hat.
They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?